Good morning to all of you TCM family. It's Pastor Ian again and Pastor Cindy and we love you and we greet you in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are in Kimberley, Colesburg and in Bloemfontein this morning, I trust that God's presence is richly there and you guys have had a fantastic time worshipping the Lord. Uh, the Holy Spirit I just know is moving mightily in your midst and uh, we just want to welcome if there's any first time visitors that are joining us at the different locations for the first time. I want to say to you, you are more than welcome. This is home. Make yourself comfortable in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, soon we will have the opportunity to meet with you personally. And uh, we really pray that God's blessing be upon you. And that as you listen to God's word this morning, that you'll be changed and challenged in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And as I just, uh, before I share the word with you this morning, I just want to open up in prayer and commit this time to the Lord Jesus Christ and that the Holy Spirit will really bring about mighty revelation in the Word of God. As I teach the Word this morning, I pray that your hearts will be fully submitted to the Lordship of Christ and that, that you will listen for His voice speaking to you this morning through the Word in Jesus' name. Now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I commit the services, I commit the Word of God to you. This is your Word, Lord. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you will come mightily upon me as I speak the word this morning. That you will anoint me afresh and that my words will impact every single person listening to the message, listening to the gospel, listening to the word of God this morning. And that our lives may be changed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. So if you have your Bibles with me, I want you to turn to the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke. I'm reading from verse 23 in chapter 9. So Luke chapter 9, reading from verse 23. And the title of my message this morning is called Follow Me. It's called Follow Me. And those are such popular words uttered by the Lord Jesus Christ many times um, when Christ was always, he was always looking for followers. He was looking for people that would, that would give up their, their comforts, give up their lives, give up everything and submit to his call and say, follow me. I'm reminded of the story in Luke chapter 5 where Peter, where Peter and his friends are out fishing and they toil all night and catch nothing. And uh, Jesus Christ comes in, he says, Launch, your, launch out into the deep again, cast your nets onto the left-hand side of the, of the boat. And as they obey the Lord, they catch so many fish that the nets start to tear. And the Bible says Peter falls at the feet of Jesus. He falls at his feet and uh, he says, depart from me, Lord, because I'm a sinful man. And Jesus Christ begins to minister to him and rises up. And then later, just after that, Christ says, now follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. So Jesus, many times there, he was surrounded with crowds of people. Wherever he went, the Bible says multitudes followed him. But every, whenever he taught, he always wanted to call out followers from the crowd that would be prepared to go the extra mile, that would be prepared to follow him even until death and to go all the way in Jesus' name. So the Bible says in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, it reads as follows. It says, and he said to all, this is Jesus talking, and he said to all them, he said, if any man will come after me, he says, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. 
For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. And then he says, For what is a man advantaged if he gains the whole world and he lose himself or he be cast away? The Bible says in verse chapter, Luke chapter 9, verse 26, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and, have, and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come into his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. But I tell you of a truth, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God. And Jesus Christ says first things. He says, if any man will come after me, let him first deny himself. And I think one of the biggest hindrances, one of the biggest obstacles to becoming a follower of Jesus is our own self. We have to first learn to say no to ourselves and deny ourselves. The, the Greek word for the word deny, the Greek word for the word deny, it literally means to deny utterly or to disown yourself. It means you almost need to get to a place where you disown yourself in order to be in a position where you can follow him. Now, why would we think it's important for us to first disown ourselves in order to be in a position to follow Jesus? Well, because our lives, our self-interests, our self-wills, uh, the things that we want to do, the plans that we have for our own lives, the, the, the dreams that we have, the, the comforts that we love, all those things are the very things that stop us from hearing the voice of God and following His plan for our lives. So before Jesus Christ became the Lord of your life, you thought that you were in control of your life. You wanted to control your destiny. You wanted to control the outcomes of things. You wanted to control where you were heading. You wanted to control uh, how much money you had. You wanted to control everything in your life because the moment you felt like you don't have control, you felt like that, that you know, I'm not the Lord of my life. I'm not in control. And so, so the first hindrance to following Jesus is we must learn to deny or to disown ourselves. And that's a very difficult thing to do for many people. Many Christians love, even Christians, born-again Christians, they just love pursuing their own lusts. They love pursuing the things that they want to do. They love pursuing their own dreams. It's almost a thing of, I will tell God what my plans are and He has to bless my plans. Instead of, Father, here I am. Reveal your will to me through your word. Reveal the way you want me to go and I will walk and follow you. So many times if we do not disown ourselves or if we don't just deny ourselves, we end up telling God what plans we have and he has to bless those plans. And so we must learn to say no to ourselves in order for us to be positioned to follow Jesus. And this is a critical, critical, critical critically important thing. So people say, but pastor, I want to follow Jesus. Then the first thing the Lord will say is, well, deny yourself. But pastor, I want to, I want to follow Jesus, but I still want my own life. Pastor, I want to follow Jesus, but can I still do my own thing? Pastor, I want to follow Jesus, but I don't want to lose my friend. 
I want to follow Jesus, but I still want to keep my mom happy. I want to follow Jesus, but I still want to keep my girlfriend happy. I want to keep my boyfriend happy. I want to follow Jesus, but I want to follow Jesus, but and there's always a but and there's always something that comes in that wants to prevent us from fully following Jesus Christ. And so the Bible even says, if I, if I read further down, I see, I see something in, uh, if you scroll all the way down with me, and you see Luke chapter 9, and reading from verse 57, the cost of following Jesus. And I read again, and it says, And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has not a place to lay his head. Luke chapter 9 verse 59 says, And he said unto another, this is Jesus saying, He calls the man and says, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first, or allow me first to go and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at my home. And Jesus said to him, No man having put his hand to the plow, or put his hand to, to, to the purposes of God, looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. And there's certain things, you know, there's certain things in the Bible that I pretend I don't see many times. Because they're so challenging to my heart. And I think to myself, well, this, this, if I was in this man's position and I desperately wanted to follow Jesus. And he said to me, Ian, uh, I'm calling you to follow me. And I said to him, Lord, can I just go and bury my father? Which doesn't seem like a bad request. It doesn't seem like it's a, it's a necessarily bad request. And you think, well, why doesn't Jesus just allow this man to attend his dad's funeral? And once the funeral is done... He says to his family, guys, I'll see you again, and I'm gone, and I'll follow Jesus. I think most of us would agree that, that, that that's, not a, that's not an unreasonable request of this man. And so often, you, we, you know, when we read this, we look at Jesus and we say, what kind of a Jesus is this? Jesus, what, what, what kind of a Jesus prevents a man from going to his own father's funeral and then says, come and follow me? It's in your Bible. You read it with me. But then I realized it wasn't the principle of not attending the funeral that Christ was after. It was the, it was the principle of, it was a principle of, in all, if you value even your closest relationships above me and above my will for you, you're not fit for the kingdom. So we see something amazing here is that there is no half measures in the kingdom of God. Either you're committing to the plow fully, and when there's a commitment, there cannot at the same time be a looking back. You cannot still move forward in the kingdom while you are constantly looking over your shoulder into your past. This is something the devil would love to remind you of. Every single time you want to move forward, he keeps on reminding you of your past. And every time you look over your shoulder at your past, you cannot progress forward in the kingdom of God. Maybe there were certain friendships. Maybe there were certain relationships. Maybe there were certain people in your life, in your past. And uh, God has called you out of that and said, move forward. 
and you just cannot break a tie. You're just struggling to break that relationship that's holding you back when God actually wants you to progress forward in His purpose. My brother and my sister, as you're listening to this message, maybe that's you. Maybe you are in that position and you desperately want to serve God, but you feel like I've still got to please someone. I feel like I've still got to please the boyfriend, please the girlfriend, please this. I'm saying to you, Jesus, I'm saying to you, and I'm going to bring a sword into this thing and say, in Jesus' name, you cannot fully be fruitful in the kingdom of God until you go God's way many times at the expense of the very things you are holding on to and the things that are the most valuable in your life. The things that are the most valuable in your life. Even the things that are so precious to you, the people that you think you love so much, if they're not moving with you into God's purpose, you cannot allow people to hold you back. You cannot allow people to hold you back. You have got to commit in your heart that I'm moving forward with God. I'm moving forward with Jesus Christ regardless of who loves me or who doesn't love me. Regardless of who wants to be my friend and who doesn't want to be my friend. I'm going to move forward anyway in the name of Jesus because I'm going somewhere with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm moving forward in Jesus' name. So following Christ is not easy. Jesus always made people think twice about following him. Because you can't have hard-hearted Christianity. You can't be in this thing 50%. Because if you're not counting the cost of following Jesus, you're going to start building the Christian life, but you won't have enough substance to finish what you started. And then people will mock at you and say, well, look at this man. This man is a joke in Christianity. You've got to be prepared to lose some things. In order to move forward with Jesus. You've got to be prepared to lose some things. You cannot have your life the way it's always been. When you meet the Messiah. When you meet the King. Above all kings and the Lord above all lords. You must be prepared to lose some things. You're going to have to be prepared to part. Some relationships are not moving forward with you. And you've got to make some tough decisions. Uh, for, your, for the sake of your walk with God. And sometimes, many times you think. You are losing more by following Jesus. But actually what God is after is he does not want anything in your heart to be idolized and worshipped above him. That's what it's about. God is able to restore everything that you've lost or everything that he's required. But when he does restore you at a later stage, it's going to be those things will not have your heart. God will have your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we read the scripture again, we say, he says, uh, the one person said, Lord, let me just go and bid farewell. Let me just go and say goodbye, pack my bags and say goodbye to my family. And then I'll come and follow you. I'll come and follow you. Jesus answers that man and says, no man having put his hand to the plow, looking back. Is fit for the kingdom of God. Looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. So are you listening to this message this morning? Are you saying to yourself, Pastor, I want to follow Jesus. I don't just want to believe in Him. I want to follow Him. There's many people who believe in Jesus. But not many people have made Him Lord of their lives. And not many people are prepared to follow Him even unto death. Even unto death death 
The first thing we learn is how do we follow Jesus? How do we follow Jesus? You might say, Pastor, I want to. Lesson number one, you must deny yourself. You have to be prepared to say no to yourself, no to your interests, no to your desires, no to your will, and then you are in a position to follow Him. Number two, we follow Jesus by following Him through the Word. So people say, I want to follow Jesus, but how do I know He's talking to me? Number one, Jesus Christ always speaks to us through the Word. It's the written Word. So in other words, God will never say something to you that is not confirmed by the Bible. He's given us the Bible. And if it's in the Word, nine times out of ten, that's, that's the will of God. So if you want to follow Jesus, you have to be a person that receives His Word and obeys the Word. Receives His Word and obeys the Word. Now, there are certain things in the Word that are not comfortable to us. They challenge us. They, they make us look and say, these areas are not under the Lordship of Christ. Now, if the Word is challenging you, bring those things under the Lordship of Christ and choose to go God's way and follow Him. We follow Him by obeying Him through His Word. That's the Logos Word. It's the written Word. We also follow Him by listening to the Rhema Word. That is when... For example, when you're reading the Bible and suddenly, as you're reading the Word, there's certain passages or there's certain verses that grab your attention from there. Then you know the Holy Spirit is trying to grab or to draw your attention to something. And God still speaks to us today. The Lord still speaks to us today, but we are not tuned in to listening to His voice. If we would spend some time with Him alone and we would study the Word and we will get into the Word, we'll begin to hear the voice of God. As we walk, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us will begin to talk to us. Third way that we hear, that we know, is the peace of God. The Bible says that the peace of God rule as an umpire or act as an umpire in your heart. So if there's no peace on the inside about any decision, don't go ahead with the decision. If there's absolute, overwhelming, tangible peace, you know you can move ahead. You know you can move ahead. Peace is something, it's not something that is, a, that is a normal human feeling. Peace is something that you experience. Many times there's things in the natural that don't look like this is God. But you just experience the peace of God in that situation and you move forward. Then there are things that look perfect on the outside. They just look perfect. They, they look perfect to your senses. They even feel right. They feel right in your soul. But they look perfect on the outside and everything just looks like this is God. But some, sometimes it's just an uneasy feeling, an uneasy sensing in your spirit, man, that is not comfortable with this thing. And you just feel like that if I go forward, there's just something that I can't explain that is just not right. If there's no peace about a decision, do not move forward in that decision. This is the Lord that is trying to speak to you and trying to guide you in the name of Jesus. So the Lord speaks to us through the written word. He speaks to us through the rhema word, which is, the, which is when we're reading the word of God, for example, and there's particular things that, that jump off of the page and grab your attention. Notice those. Note that. Third thing, the, the third way guides us is through the peace of God. The peace on the inside in your spirit, man. The fourth way the Lord speaks to us many times is through circumstances. Circumstances. Sometimes the Lord forces our lives in a certain direction. By allowing circumstances to dictate it. So for example, 
you go for a particular job interview and you really trust in God for this thing and it doesn't, it, it doesn't happen. There's a closed door there. Closed door. There's a closed door. You've got to be able to walk away from that circumstance and still lift your hands and praise God anyway because you know that God has allowed circumstances. There's circumstances that He's used to steer your life in a particular direction. In a particular direction. Elijah was at the brook Cherith in 1 Kings chapter 17. Elijah was there. And uh, Elijah was living from the brook. So, so a brook is a little river that was running by. And Elijah would drink from the river. And God had commanded the ravens to feed him with meat. But the Bible says the brook dried up. In other words, Elijah, God wanted to move Elijah from where he was to where he was going. And he allowed a circumstance to move him away from the brook. So the brook dried up. There was no more water there. And so Elijah knew, my time is up in this particular, so my season's up here. Sometimes the Lord works in that way. It's a circumstantial thing. Sometimes circumstances steer us in certain directions. In Jesus' name, I've just given you, as, 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 as additions, four practical ways in which you can hear God speak to you. And when you align with those four things... Oh, sorry, the last one that God uses to speak to you is also through people. The Bible says, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So many times God places you in an anointed local church under spiritual leadership. And God surrounds you with spiritual people that are able to help you discern the will of God in a particular matter. So God uses people. God uses people. Now remember, God doesn't use any. So for example, God will always use someone that has already got fruit in the very area that you are still wanting God to clarify. Wanting God to clarify. But God speaks. So God speaks in various ways. And I think if we just open our hearts and open our ears, our spiritual ears to hear God, spend some time in His Word, listen, be aware of the rhema word, observe the peace of God on the inside, Bounce off certain ideas from spiritual people around you. Get counsel. And circumstances also dictate how the Lord sometimes moves and steers you in a certain direction. We can hear the Lord speak. It's possible for us to hear God speak. And because we hear Him speak, we can follow Him. We can follow Him where He wants to lead us. The Lord has a unique plan for each and every one of your lives. You are not born by accident. You are not... You haven't arrived on planet earth by accident. God didn't just put you here without a plan, without a purpose. God has got a specific thing that he wants you to carry out for your life in Jesus' name. There's a specific assignment that God has for you. He has for you. The only way you can discover that assignment, the only way you can come to the knowledge of that, is you must be in Christ. And maybe you're sitting at here today at any location listening to me preach the word of God. And you say, Pastor, I'm here for the first time. And I deep down on the inside, I know that God has a purpose for my life. I know there's something greater that God has called me for. But I don't know what that is, but I would love to find out. My friend, I'm here to tell you, if that is you, you've come to the right place in Jesus' name. I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead to prove that he alone is King of Kings 
and Lord of Lords. And Jesus Christ is there right now, my friend. He's there knocking on the door of your heart. And He would like to come in and begin a relationship with you. He wants to not only be your Savior, but He wants you to get off the throne of your heart and off the throne of your life and enthrone Him as Lord of all. And the moment you surrender to Him as Lord, He comes in and He begins to take over and He begins to lead your life into the glorious destiny that He alone had in mind for you when He created you. And maybe you say, Pastor, that's me. I know that's me. There's an unsettling in my heart. I know that I'm not right with God. I know that I have not made Jesus Lord of my life. I know that I'm still trying to pursue life the way I want to do it. And I haven't surrendered to the Lordship of Christ. And I know, Pastor Ian, this is you speaking to me this morning. If you know that is you and you are listening to this message, I'm going to ask you in a couple of minutes just to obey what you know God is saying to you. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer where you open up your heart and you receive Christ as Lord. And as you pray with me, the people in Colesburg, Kimberley and Bloemfontein are there and they are ready to pray with you as well and to minister to you. But if that's you this morning, listening under the sound of my voice, wherever you are, I want you to slip up your hand, raise your hand right now in Jesus' name. Put up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me in Jesus' name. Pastor, pray for me in Jesus' name. I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. I want to surrender my life to Him and get off the throne of my life and enthrone Him as Lord. And if you, that's you this morning in Jesus' name, put up your hand. And as I pray, if you've put up your hand this morning, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I confess that I've sinned, but I know that you died for me on the cross. And not only did you die for me, you were resurrected from the dead. I believe with all my heart that you are the King above all kings and the Lord above all lords. And Lord, I thank you. I, I receive you this morning as my personal Lord and Savior. I get off the throne of my heart and I enthrone you as King. And I ask you to come and give me a new beginning, a fresh start in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you that you give me the grace to follow you in all the days of my life. Not only do I believe... I want to follow you every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If, well, if you prayed that this morning, that's the greatest decision you could ever have made was to believe in Jesus Christ. You are saved. The Bible says you are saved. You are born again. You are a new creature in Christ. The old has passed. And behold, all things have become new. And Jesus has just come into your heart. And He is now your King and your Ruler you have peace in your heart right now. You've got joy that you never had before. And we want to connect with you and we want to welcome you into the family of God to become a Christian committed into the house of God so that you can learn more about Jesus and continue to live out your purpose in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray. People continue to have a blessed Sunday. Continue to fellowship well around us. Continue in Jesus' name to reach out to the world who don't know Christ. To invite your friends, invite your families to sit under the anointed teaching of God's word and to hear the Lord minister to them in Jesus' wonderful name. From myself and Pastor Cindy, we love you, we love you, we love you with a big L in Jesus' name. And we bless you and we thank you for your commitment. Together, we are going to reach people for the Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to establish churches. We are going to do great things in our generation to the glory of his name in jesus name have a wonderful sunday further 
Continue to love one another. Protect the unity of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Have a blessed time. Amen and amen.